It's time for some Friday fun on this episode of Locked On Socks. You are Locked On White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Sox. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. If you're checking us out for the first time, we really appreciate it. If you're checking us out for a second time, you're coming back again. We really love to hear that. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Locked On Socks. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. And like I said in the intro, I'm looking to have some fun this Friday, Friday, December 10th, 2021. Uh, my mom always loves to, you know, be TGIFing. Um, it's one of her favorite, uh, one of her favorite words. I've always been making fun of her for it. So TGIF, everyone. Uh, you know, we're, you know, we're gonna send you into the weekend, hopefully laughing, having some fun. You know, it's a time where we like to have fun because it's Friday. It's the weekend. You know, relax. It's the off season. Why, 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 why bog you down with news? And also, what news is happening? It's, we're still locked out. The MLB season is uh, still right now uh, on hiatus, so we are waiting for news on that. And while we wait, we might as well have some fun. Again, this is Lockdown Sox. Today, I'm going to be trying to name all 47 players for the 2021 White Sox team in a Sporkle quiz. I'm also going to give you my starting nine of my favorite White Sox players of all time so you get to know me a little bit better and then also I'll give you my starting rotation as well and you can call in at 312-566-8727 or write into LockdownSox at gmail.com we're going to have a Monday mailbag if you want to write in your favorite players you want to let me know your starting nine and starting rotation feel free Um, if you want to take the quiz and let me know how you did uh, that'd be cool as well Um, and if you have any ideas you know if you like the Friday fun and you, you you know you got this fun White Sox idea Send it over, LockdownSocks at gmail.com. Again, the voicemail is 312-566-8727. And basically, today, first segment, I'm going to try to name all 47 players that played for the White Sox in 2021. I'm going to try to do it in five minutes. The Sporkle Quiz says 10 minutes, but I think I can do it in five, especially if I'm the daily White Sox podcast host. I got to know these players, right? So... I'm going to give you my strategy real quick before we get in, and then I'll try to name. There's 47 guys. Um, I'm going to go position by position. I'm going to try to name every catcher. I'm going to try to name every first baseman. I'm going to try to name every second baseman, third baseman, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know if this is even going to work in an audio uh, platform. I know it works in a video platform because you could see the people that are being put up there, but I will try to do my best play-by-play of this that I can. I I did some play-by-play in college, so let's see how we can do here. Now, looking at this right now, I'm going to, again, start when the timer gets to nine minutes. we got about 10 seconds left. I'm going to start with the catchers. I think there's three of them, and I see three catchers. Um, So we're going to go catcher, first base, second, third, shortstop. Uh, We'll go around the diamond and then uh, position numbers. We're starting now. We're going to start off with Yasmani Grandal. Then we're going to go with Zach Collins. Sevi Zavala, Zavala, there we go. Um, then Yermin Mercedes, Jose Abreu, um, Andrew Vaughn, Gavin Sheets, Matt Skoll, AJ Reed, uh, Paul Konerko. Um, it looks like there's no more first baseman left, so we can go to second base. Madrigal, um, Hernandez, Hernandez. Des, shout out Cesar. Um, looks like we're out of second baseman, but also uh, Rami Gonzalez. 
Um, we got Luis Gonzalez as well, who was called up. He played in some Pittsburgh games uh, in the outfield. So glad we got him. I might not have gotten Luis Gonzalez. Um, now we can go to shortstop. Obviously, Tim Anderson, um, Leuria's second base and shortstop. Um, there is another second base shortstop in here that played 71 games, and I cannot think of who that would be. Um, let's go to third base, Moncada. Uh, he played 144 games there. I don't know who else played third. Oh, uh, Jake Lamb. We can do um, – we got 15 so far. We can go to the outfield. Center field, Luis Robert, um, Aloy Jimenez, uh, Adam Engel. Uh, I should spell Engel right. Uh, Adam Eaton, unfortunately. Brian Goodwin. Uh, who else? Uh, Nick Williams. All right, so we got 21 players, and we have one, two, three players left that are position players. A second baseman, shortstop that played 71 games, a center fielder that played 71 games, and a third baseman, DH, that played 15 games. That might be Jake Berger, and it is. And then the center fielder is probably Billy Hamilton. I don't know who that second baseman is. Played 71 games for the White Sox, really? Couldn't be. All right, going on to starting pitchers, Giolito, uh, Lance Lynn, uh, Dylan Cease, Michael Kopech, uh, Garrett Crochet. Um, six minutes and 40 seconds left. We started with eight minutes on the clock, I think. No, it was nine minutes. So I got about, mm, about three and a half minutes. Um, we got Giolito, Cease, Lynn, uh, Carlos Rodon. Um, who else was a starting pitcher? Dallas Keuchel, unfortunately. Um, right now, though, Lopez. Now we're on mainly relief pitchers. There's one more starting pitcher. Who else made starts for the White Sox? Uh, I got Mike Wright, but he didn't make any starts. Um, oh, Hendricks, uh, Kimbrell, uh, Matt Foster. I really thought Matt Foster was going to be something. 2020 had me completely fooled. Uh, Ryan Tapera, White Sox relief pitchers. Um, not Dane Dunning. Uh, Birdie, Zach Birdie up here at all? Six games for Zach Birdie. Um, Bummer, um, 59 games. Who who appeared in this? Uh, oh, uh, who of course. Who who else? Do you want... Who do you want appearing in the second most games for you? Probably your third or first or second best. No. It's going to be Jose Ruiz. Uh, was Tehran Guerrero on this team this year? Uh, no, it doesn't look like it. Shout out Tehran Guerrero. Get 100 miles per hour and can't throw it straight. Yeah, no, no Tehran Guerrero. We got 39 players of 47. There's five minutes left on the clock. Um... Now I just can't think of players at all. It's been so far outside of the uh, the baseball season that I don't even know who else is in that bullpen. I think I hit my cap because now I think it's going to be boring if I can't rattle off these players. 71 games, a player who played second base and shortstop. I still can't believe I can't get that. 71 games is a lot of games. And then you look at 40, 34, 27... Four, six, two, and one appearances for a couple of the relievers that I'm missing. I think I'm just going to give up. Yeah, I'm just going to give up. It's brutal. 83%. 83. 
79% was the average score. Danny Mendick. They, they listed him as a second baseman and shortstop. When we all know Danny Mendick is, a, uh, is an outfielder. Cody Hoyer. Ryan Burr. Evan Marshall. Forgot about Evan Marshall because of his. Tommy John. Jimmy Lambert. He's a starting pitcher. I forgot he made some spot starts. Jace Fry. Alex McCray. And Jonathan Stever were the guys that I missed. 39 out of 47. Not bad. Could have been better. But that's how I can do on naming the 2021 White Sox roster and all the guys that made appearances on the team. I feel like I could have done better. I'm really mad that I got Evan Marshall because I think even when I was going in this, I was trying to, you know, pre-plan, try to remember as many guys as I could and still didn't help me out. Danny Mendick's bad too. And I have the mustache rocked for Jeff Kent, but also, you know, every second baseman, either whether it be Jose Valentin, Danny Mendick, or Jeff Kent. They're all, they all have mustaches. Those are the three second basemen that I've ever been around in Major League Baseball. Anyways, we're going to take a break here on Lockdown Sox. Next up, I'm going to give you my starting nine of my favorite White Sox players that I've watched and have had the pleasure of watching. And then hopefully you can write in at LockdownSox at gmail.com or call in at 312-566-8727 and give me some of your favorite players. We'll talk about that next here on Lockdown Sox. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered with chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat. And they're high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. I know Lockdown Sox listeners know Built Bar from Tanny and Herb's relationship with them. I know I know Built Bar from my relationship with Tanny and Herb. I show up to work at the 670 The Score Studios, and in every drawer, there's probably a loose Built Bar. I know Tanny and Herb were always bringing Built Bars around. I've seen every flavor, raspberry, mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie. Tanny wouldn't stop talking about his favorite flavor, the German chocolate cake. Because it gave him the extra fuel he needed to get through the day. So this holiday season, stock your stuffings with a few Built Bars. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Again, go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Have you been hearing about Stance Apparel lately? I know I've seen them pop up in my favorite video games like MLB The Show, NBA 2K, I've always thought they were really cool and look cool on my players in the game, and now they're the coolest gift you can give. They have a new line of active apparel. Their stuff is comfortable. It's well-made. Stance socks and apparel will make you stand out. Founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel. With a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity, Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborations for the ultimate in style and self-expression. Because everything you should wear should be a direct extension of who you are. You're listening to Locked On Sox right now, and they have collaborations with Major League Baseball. You can go and buy your own White Sox Stance socks right now. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. That those who feel good do good. Go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Use promo code LOCKED ON at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a less ordinary life with Stance. Welcome back to Lockdown Socks here on this Friday fun edition of Lockdown Socks. Hope you're having a good Friday. 
Hope you're having a fun Friday, and I hope the Sparkle Quiz was entertaining to you. Um, I like to always test my knowledge and understand uh, where I'm at with my White Sox knowledge. So if you want me to play more, I can always do this on Friday. We have a lockout, so I'm 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 looking for you know some some fun ways to connect with you guys because I can talk to you and give you all these stats I can research and find, but I also kind of want to flex my ability or not flex but uh, tone hone my ability to uh, entertain you guys because if you're going to be listening to me every single day, if you're going out and making this your first listen every day, uh, you know I, I got to entertain you. And again, thank you to those who make Lockdown Socks your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. But Let's get into my starting nine of favorite White Sox players. These are players that I've watched. This wouldn't be my all-time great White Sox starting nine and starting rotation. You know, obviously, I'm not going to be putting guys like Mini Mignoso on this list because I never watched Mini play. <laughs> His last games were in the 80s. Even though he tried to he tried to make it there to me, uh, he, he got all the way to 1980, uh, was still 17 years short. So uh, wasn't able to get watch Mini. Uh, wasn't able to see a big chunk of Frank Thomas's career. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think you guys will see the list once we get into it. But um, some of the big names in White Sox history aren't here um, just because I, I, I missed them. I, I, I wasn't around to see those players play, which was unfortunate. I got to see, you know, Frank Thomas on the A's and Frank Thomas on the Blue Jays, I think more than I did uh, Frank Thomas on the White Sox. But let's go into my starting nine. We're going to start at catcher. And I think it's everyone's favorite catcher who is my age and in, in, in that age range. It's AJ Pruszynski. You hate him if he's not on your team. You love him if he is on your team. Favorite memory of AJ has to be the drop third strike. That series was always just really interesting to me. I remember watching one of the LA games out in at my dad's house and we were in the backyard and he had this like extremely old like tube TV knobs and everything out there that was his outside you know garage TV and you know when people have you know nice tricked out garages they usually have flat screens and you know maybe a surround system and my dad had this little tube TV that we can get Jeopardy and some White Sox baseball on, um, but watching it uh, on on that TV and and seeing the drop third strike, and I know that game was the drop third strike game was at home, but um, just that series in general. Being, you know, I just remember watching the West Coast game uh, out there at my dad's garage, and and then being able to have the heartbreak and then also the jubilation of that drop third strike from from AJ, um, him getting on base and you know no rule rule whatever. It's always I always find it tough when people complain about umpire or referee calls after the fact because what are you going to do to change it? Like, someone made a bad call, someone made a bad decision at their work, and you're going to be upset about it 15 years later? Like, I don't know. It seems a little, seems like a waste of energy to me. Uh, but we'll move on to first base, uh, sticking with the 2005 White Sox. And not all of these players will be on the 2005 White Sox. Some of them will be, and I think uh, probably four of them are. Um, but my favorite memory of Pauly was the Game 2 Grand Slam, just destroying that pitch off Chad Qualls. And it really just shows what I think Pauly stood for. Pauly was very much the captain, guy always showing up, always working, and you know, he, he never was consistently great. I think you look at some of the players today, like Mike Trout and Juan Soto, and obviously they're on a different level. I mean, those guys are Hall of Fame talents, but it really feels like every at-bat, like, they can just really hurt you. And with 
Canerco, I, I didn't know if that was always the case. I never know if he, he really had some cold streaks there where he wasn't always locked in, but he really always showed up. He always showed up uh, when, when, when the team needed him, and Game 2 Grand Slam was absolutely a, the, the biggest example of that. And I mean, what a moment and, and the chills that it gives you just watching, rewatching it again. Um, Joe Buck does a lot of bad things and, and that call isn't good, but him shutting up and letting that moment breathe uh, for a very long time uh, was, was, was really brilliant. And, and, and that moment gives me chills. So just go back and watch that. You want some Friday fun, go watch Paul Kinnerko hit a grand slam in the world series. Uh, it doesn't get old. We'll move to the second base position. Jose Valentin is my favorite White Sox, and my favorite memory of him, July 13th, 2001, hits a home run against the Cubs in Wrigley Field, and he does the Sosa trot around the bases, up the first baseline, around first base. He's looking up to the sky, and then he gets in the dugout. He does the cross symbols and everything. Um, If Jose Valentin got up to the plate and did the Sammy Sosa stance, that would have been something different, but Valentin with that mustache, 22 on the back. There was just something really cool about Jose Valentin. We'll go to shortstop next, and this guy will will be forever in my heart because he made the final out of the greatest baseball game I ever went to, but Alexei Ramirez, um, or Alexei as I used to call him, I'm pretty sure his name is Alexei. Um, So I apologize to Alexei for for getting his name wrong, but um, Alexei or Alexei as I used to call him incorrectly uh, my favorite memory of him, obviously the the final out of the Burley game uh, sticks out there, but I mean, that's just a routine ground ball. It's it's more of Hawk's call there uh, that makes uh, Alice say such a, 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 a character in that moment. But uh, Ramirez's favorite memory of, of him, and he was one of the guys, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of jerseys I had, um, a lot of black jerseys, but uh, Alice was the rare white White Sox jersey that I had. So I had a white Alice Ramirez uh, jersey, and I, I think that stemmed from him breaking the Grand Slam record, the rookie Grand Slam record in 2008. Um, you look at the National League, most Grand Slams by a rookie is two, and Alice broke that record in 2008, hitting four. Um, really phenomenal stuff there, and it's, 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 I mean, that's kind of what I love about baseball is, you know, just random people breaking random records. Why does a, a, a thin, really lanky shortstop have the rookie grand slam record find that odd we'll go to third base next it's joe creedy on the 2005 white Sox team on that great 2008 team as well favorite memory of him he had a really simple batting stance really stood straight up uh bat just above his shoulders and i remember using that in mlb the show for my creative players and then i started using it in little league as well i think i hit a home run off of it and i'm like this is my stance forever um I never really got the loading mechanism of uh, batting down. I was never really able to hit for power. Um, and I think Joe Creedy's stance at least uh, led for a lot of simplicity. Um, so if you are looking to uh, simplify your batting stance, look at Joe Creedy. It's very uh, straightforward, very up and down, and it just kind of lets you keep that bat pretty straight. We'll move to the outfield next. We'll start out in left field. And this player I have uh, mixed memories of from both the White Sox and the Brewers. Left field, we're going to have uh, Carlos Lee. Got a memory of uh, getting a bobblehead up in Miller Park of Carlos Lee on the Brewers. But El Caballo, what a player. I mean, nothing's better watching baseball as a kid and just see a guy hitting massive, massive home runs. And Carlos Lee could do that basically anytime he went up to the plate. And Carlos Lee was 
a ton of fun to watch. I'm reminded of uh, of Kyle Schwarber in ways uh, from from Carlos Lee. You know, n- never a great OBP, but just could absolutely kill the ball. Outstanding raw power, and and Carlos Lee was a, a really fantastic hitter. He couldn't field to save his life, but you know he was a fantastic hitter, and he was a lot of fun to watch with the bat. We'll go to center field next, and the only, I think, uh, current player that's on this list right now, Tim Anderson, probably was in contention with uh, Alice A for shortstop, but I think part of me is soured on Tim just because I don't have a Field of Dreams jersey uh, of his. I don't know why they only did one run of that, and I really hate Fanatics, and me hating Fanatics has led to Tim Anderson not being on this list. Um, if he was, if I, if I did have that jersey... Tim Anderson probably my favorite White Sox of all time, but I'm real damn sour about that Field of Dreams jersey, so I'm going to be petty. Luis Robert is going to be my favorite center fielder that I've ever watched for the White Sox. I have tried in this week to make sure I'm getting Luis's last name pronounced correctly because I don't want to be on here going like, Robert, um... And I watched a video of Luis pronouncing his last name. And the way that he says it, just it, 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 for some reason, it doesn't click with me. Um, so I hope every time I say his last name, and shout out to my guy Wayne who listens to us, and he said that I did a good job pronouncing it. Um, shout out, thank you. I, I was working on it, uh, but I, I still have that fear and that hesitation every time I go to say it because I just read it and I want to go, Luis Robert. But I'll never forget his game three home run in the 2020 playoff series against the A's. I was watching it in the score studios with Herb, and you hear the ESPN call, and I think that the announcer says he is not a finished product project. And then you hear, the bat crack and it is one of the most electric sounds i've ever heard uh, come from a baseball game i jumped up in jubilation spiked my headphones broke my headphones and uh i, I can't wait to see what Luis roberts career uh, has in front of us in in chicago it's it's going to be electric i mean we we really need to take in and and enjoy his time here in chicago because this is a top five player uh, in baseball and and if he's healthy he will have a top five finish in baseball i think he'll finish top five in mvp if he's healthy regardless of uh, of anything you know even if the white Sox have a bad season i think luis robert is going to show how good he is uh, on the field this year in 2022 uh what what seeing the adjustments he made with his stance um and, and the way that he was able to attack the ball uh, after his injury i mean man that's scary we'll go to right field next jermaine die jd my favorite right fielder in White Sox history. Best moment uh, watching the Tigers and White Sox with my dad. And I think it was Paul first. Paulie hits a home run. 300th home run. Oh, my God. And then Jermaine Dye comes up. He hits a home run. Oh, that was his 300th home run as well. Uh, Jermaine and Paulie going back-to-back in Comerica in Detroit. Uh, that was really phenomenal. That was I, What a rare, unique moment to watch. And I'm surprised that's not talked about more. Two guys having the same exact milestone coming on back-to-back home runs. A crazy feat. Crazy, crazy baseball feat. And, and watching the all of the possibilities line up together to have those moments intersect. I mean, that's that's baseball right there. That's, that's 
phenomenal. I love I love baseball for that reason. And finally, uh, designated hitter is the final spot. It's Jim Tomey. Who else? A uh, favorite memory of Jim Tomey is uh, him being locked in Taney's basement uh, for the entirety of their run for Lockdown Sox. I hope Jim Tomey's now enjoying his freedom. We'll talk about our starting rotations for my favorite White Sox players next here on Lockdown Sox. Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website at betonline.ag to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Just jumping in to say here that I could do a pretty cool, like, truck ad read to this song. Don't forget to call in 312-566-8727 or write in at LockdownSocks at gmail.com. We got a Monday mailbag coming up on Monday. Duh. And I want you guys to get your questions in. If you got any personal questions, if you got any White Sox questions, you got any baseball questions, throw them over. 312-566-8727. Don't forget to leave your name and city. Thank you, Mark in Litchfield Park, uh, for calling in and doing that last episode uh, alexander did as well alexander bolingbroke make sure you uh, uh leave your name and uh where you're calling from because uh, i want to connect with you guys i want to know where you're calling from want to build up a rapport here and have a have a great lockdown socks but let's go to the starting rotations of my favorite players i've watched we'll start with the lefty chris sale i think he's the ace at least for my time watching white Sox baseball he's the best pitcher that's ever put on a white Sox uniform favorite memory of him has to be 2015 august 16th at the g rate they think it was still at that time you cellular and he strikes out 15 cubs started off striking the first four he struck out bryant and rizzo combined five times that's a cubs team that went to the nlcs and watching chris sale do that I mean, you just knew how special of a player he was a chris sale the arm angle, the fastball, the slider. What an incredible player to watch. It's unfortunate that he's not on this team anymore and that we don't get to watch him every other five days, but I think most people are happy with Michael Kopech. I think most people should be happy with Yohan Moncada. So overall, Chris Sale, great time in a White Sox uniform and has helped this team right now. So Chris Sale, a very... Very, very crucial part in White Sox history and one of my favorite players I've ever watched. Next up, we'll go with John Garland, number 20. Favorite memory of him, I uh, I was in my in the mall with my grandma. We walk into one of those sports memorabilia shops, and I really, I, mean, I think this is the only time I ever bought anything from those places. And you see the little plaque, and it says John Garland, and it's got a baseball card of John Garland, and in the right... It's a, a, a baseball with the White Sox logo encased in like this plastic. And for some reason, I'm like, wow, what an expensive thing. And my grandma ended up buying it for me. And I think it was like, you know, probably $25. It's not a signed ball or anything. It's just a John Garland baseball card you get out of a top pack like 
you know, I just, instead of paying a, a, a 99 cents and, and ripping a John Garland out of a pack, uh, I, I paid, or my grandma paid, you know, $25 for that and a, a souvenir ball, but I still have it. It's still cool as hell when I look at it. And uh, John Garland was a real fun player to watch. And everyone's going to think of the 2005 playoffs when I think of, when I say John Garland. 16 innings pitched in two games, uh, seven and nine innings in his two starts. Gave up 11 hits, four earned runs, three walks, 11 Ks, an ERA of 2.25. And most importantly, he had two wins that postseason. Uh, 11 of the two or two of the 11 wins that postseason coming from John Garland. Next, we'll move to another guy in the 2005 rotation, someone I've talked about a lot this week, someone who is up for Hall of Fame contention, second year on the ballot. He received 11.5% of the votes last year. We're looking for him to stay at 5% or at least get 5% uh, this year on the ballot. So he uh, stays on the ballot. Hopefully one day Mark Burley will be a Hall of Famer. He's my favorite player of, of White Sox history, uh, one of my favorite uh, pitchers of all time. And I'm a lefty, he's a lefty, and he gave me a lot of hope because when you can't throw fast, you, know, you better be good. And, and Mark Burley was good. Favorite memory was obviously seeing his perfect game live and in person. And one of the uh, parts I didn't mention about that, um, the game, game ends and we're trying to tell everybody we know, like, oh my God, we're at a perfect game, can't believe this, and... I call my cousin Jeffrey, I think it was, and Jeffrey used to live right next door to me, and he was born a month before me, and we, we again, lived right next door, so we were always hanging out. I mean, he was like a brother to me, and we, uh, you know, we're kind of always competing just because, you know, if you're going to play football, you're going to play against each other, or you're going to play baseball, you're going to play against each other. And I was like, oh, I, I, I got him. I got him topped. There's no way. I, he, he, you know, I, I just saw a perfect game. And we call him just to find out that, not only was he at that game, uh, he was also up in a suite. So I thought I was going to top my cousin Jeffrey uh, by by saying, hey, I went to a perfect game. And yeah, he was there and he had better seats. But uh, with Burley, um, you always were either going to remember where you were when he was pitching, whether it be the perfect game or his no-hitter against the Rangers. I remember watching that up in my mom's room uh, at, at, at our place and uh, she's got a, I don't know what, what it's with my parents with small TVs, but a little black TV, um, basically a tube TV. No, no knobs on this one, but a big, fat, giant remote and uh, watching him pick off Sammy Sosa. I mean, uh, what a time. Uh, Mark Burley, again, you are either going home early or you are, you are going to remember where you were, and uh, you're happy either way with that. Jake Peavy is the next pitcher we're going to talk about. The 2009 trade deadline, I was watching it in my Aunt Brita's house uh, down in her basement. I'm like a real weirdo. I had all the lights off watching MLB Network. I was all freaked out. Like, are the Sox going to get Jake Peavy? Are the Sox going to get Jake Peavy? And you think back to the year before in 2008, team brought in Ken Griffey, which was cool. I mean, Ken Griffey's a cool player. He's a cool guy, legend of the game, and he had an okay White Sox career. Can't fault I mean... The throw in the 2008 game, what a moment that he had. But overall, it wasn't anything special. And the White Sox never really went out and added those big names while they were still in their prime. And Jake Peavy was still in his prime. He was that dude. That was when the Padres sucked. And I I just remember the trade, Aaron Pareda, Clayton Richard plus. I mean, the White Sox didn't give up much. And Jake Peavy, while he wasn't great, was very serviceable. 
and never a Cy Young, but very, very serviceable. And even though it's kind of sad, I think the fact that we went out and got a big name like Jake Peavy, um, I think he deserves to be recognized for that because we don't get a lot of big names like that uh, with our budget constraints and, and, and stuff like that. We got we to gotta grow the talent at home or, uh, or, or we got to get them when they're 38 like Manny Ramirez or Ken Griffey Jr. We'll go next to my final spot. This was a tough one for me to pick, but I'm ending up going with a lefty. We had Mark Burley earlier. We had Chris Sale earlier. It's not Jose Quintana, even though he had... He, he was able to bring in Dylan Cease and Eloy Jimenez by leaving. It's Carlos Rodon. I think after the 2021 season, um, watching him throw the no-hitter close to a perfect game and watching him just be as dominant as he, as he was, it was such a happy moment for me as a White Sox fan, and I'm so glad that he got to experience that in a White Sox uniform. I either hope he continues to pitch in a White Sox uniform or goes and gets paid. Hope he goes and gets three years. I hope he gets $20 million plus a year. I hope Carlos Rodon gets a lot of money if he's not a White Sox. And, I, and hey, I, I hope Jerry gives him a lot of money. I, I love Carlos Rodon. And, you know, my favorite memory wasn't even of 2021. It was uh, July 5th, 2017. Uh, he goes out there, gives the Sox four innings pitched, gives up seven hits, four earned runs, three walks, but he strikes out 11. <laughs> he had seven hits and three walks. He allowed 10 base runners and still struck out more guys. <laughs> and you watch that game and you just see like, oh man, if Carlos Rodon ever puts it together, he's going to be one hell of a pitcher. And look at 2021. He is. What a fantastic guy. Sox lost that game seven of two because of course they did. And you're probably wondering who drove in those two runs. Well, it was Carlos Rodon on a double, a two-run double. <laughs> he struck out 11 and drove in the Sox only two runs in 2017, July 25th against the Cubs. Fun moment. I love Carlos Rodon. Great player to watch. A lot of fun to watch, and I hope he's a White Sox. Again, I hope he continues to be a White Sox. I hope they're, they're able to bring him back. That's going to do it, though, for my starting rotation of my favorite White Sox players of all time. I hope you guys write in LockedOnSox at gmail.com or call in. 312-566-8727. This Monday, we're going to have a mailbag episode. Get your questions in. If you're too late, you're not going to be on the episode. We want to hear your little voice. Come on, call in. 312-566-8727. This is Locked on Sox, after all. Your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked on Bets. Your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Lockdown Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Thank you again for listening to Lockdown Socks. Got the mailbag on Monday. I hope you enjoy your Friday. TGIF to all of you out there. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Well, I guess on Monday. I got to get used to the whole daily thing. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to stop doing this for two days. So I will talk to you on Monday on Lockdown Socks.